the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Tim DeMoss Show podcast. You can hear the program each weekday afternoon from 4 till 5 on AM 560 WFIL and WFIL.com. AM 560 WFIL, WFIL.com at the Tim DeMoss Show. Thank you for tuning in. Got a beautiful day going. Some clouds ahead eventually with a shower possible, low 56. Tomorrow's still kind of cloudy. May get a sun, uh, sunny break occasionally and another shower. Tomorrow's high up to 80. 76 for Saturday, 85 for Sunday. So a nice stretch coming in here. NBA Western Conference Finals tonight. Portland at Golden State, game two. Nine o'clock tip. Golden State's up a game to none. And the NHL Eastern Conference Finals, Boston at Carolina at eight o'clock. Three games to none. Boston's ahead of Carolina. If you thought, you know, it's a beautiful day. Let's go take a Phillies game in this evening. You're driving downtown. Traffic's kind of light. You get there. Stadium's empty. It's <laughs> because they play... They are playing right now. We have Rob Motti, head writer for the Associated Press, at the ballpark. Hey, man. Hey, Timmy. How are you? They're playing, <laughs> but they're not playing too well. Yeah, they were ahead earlier, 3-2. What happened? What's going on? Yeah, the Brewers are now up 9-3, bottom of the eighth. Yes, Monty Grandel uh, hit a three-run homer. Christian Yelich hit his major league leading 17th and 18th homers, both solo shots. And, wow. the, and Bryce Harper just struck out for the sixth straight game, even though he does have a hit today. So the Phillies are down 9-3 in the eighth inning. I also heard that uh, manager Gabe Kapler made a little switcheroo. Harper's up in the two spot and uh, Segura from two down to three. So. Yeah, he was down to three and hit a solo homer in the uh, first inning for the second straight day for Gene Segura. He's now batting 500 on the season in the first inning, 17 for 34, and, and Harper did get a nice line drive single earlier in the game. Uh, so it, it looks like he's getting a couple good at-bats here and there. Yeah, well, whatever it takes to shake him out of things, and despite the fact that it looks like they may lose their thir- th- uh, third out of four to Milwaukee, they're still in first place by two and a half games over Atlanta, three and a half over the Mets, seven over Washington. Maybe Washington's going to fade out faster than we thought. Quarter of the way through the season, what's your thought on the team? Uh, you know, Are you surprised they're at where they are or, or not too surprised? No, I, I- I think they are where we thought they'd be, uh, close to first place or in first place at this point, and, and, and not pulling away in a division that's going to be jumbled. I think it's going to go down at the wire with all these teams, even with Washington out of it now, but I think they'll be back in it. But the, the Braves, the Mets, the Nationals, the Phillies, I think it'll come down to late September. The Phillies are in a good spot, but they, they have a tough stretch coming ahead, Timmy. They're playing the Rockies, and, and they have a, a difficult schedule over the next two, three weeks. So it, it's going to be important for them to m- maintain some level of success over the next couple of weeks. Hopefully they can do that. Rob Motti, head writer for the Associated Press, kind of take a moment out of the ball game. I know you got a lot of writing on your mind as the game's coming down the home stretch. Also, folks can catch Rob on his own radio program, Faith on the Field. And is it faithonthefieldshow.com for the website for that, Rob? Yes, it is. Okay. Faithonafieldshow.com. Perfect. Wonderful. Thanks for taking time, my friend. You got it, buddy. Take Have care. a great rest of the afternoon. That's Rob Monty checking in from Citizens Bank Park and uh, giving a little update in-game with the Phils who are trailing this afternoon. They've been slowly increasing their offensive output. I think they had one run two days ago, two runs yesterday, three runs today. Uh, you know, And the team's been kind of streaky all year. They've had these big, big, huge wins, and then these games where they just get a couple of runs. And 
Uh, not a whole lot in the middle. So, well, it's still early. They are in first place, warts and all. They're, they're moving along all right. Uh, we have this hour, uh, glad to bring on author uh, uh, John Gogger's his name. The book is called Kids Say the Wisest Things. And we're going to have copies of that to give away. In fact, from now, if you would like to start texting in to win it, just, hey, I'll win, I'll win anything. Go right ahead. 610-500-DOVE is our text line. 610-500-3683. You can just type the word kids in there, and I'll know that's what you're uh, hoping to do. We'll give away copies at the end of the program. But, uh, and we'll have uh, John on in just a little bit. But before we do that, just a brief also check-in. Matthew Newell, the director of the Family Hope Center based in Norristown, PA, they're having an open house tomorrow. It's absolutely free. Just wanted to get a quick check-in on what that's all about. Hello, sir. How you doing? I'm doing great, Ken. How about yourself? Wonderful. Thanks for taking time out. you got a full plate, I'm sure, going over at the center. Uh, but tomorrow... A special event. We just want to let people know about an open house you're having. Yes, Tim. So we're opening up the Family Hope Center for for mothers and fathers of kids with um, special needs and for any professionals who work with kids with special needs and educators who work with kids with special needs to come over. Join us at the Family Hope Center from 1.30 to 3.30. We'd like to uh, feed you and give you a tour of our facility, show you what we do, show you how we would be delighted to partner with families of kids with special needs, those could be kids who are just struggling with a little bit of learning issues, to kids who are, who are on the spectrum, kids struggling with cerebral palsy diagnosis, kids struggling with epilepsy, kids struggling with concerns with just dyslexia and so on, and also kids with the, um, the diagnosis of um, attention deficit disorder and so on, and even those adults struggling with neurological issues. So. We, uh, we want to just open up the doors and let everybody know what we're doing and uh, work together and partner uh, with families and professionals to help to help the community. FamilyHopeCenter.com is where people can find out more about this. The open house tomorrow from 1.30 to 3.30 at the FHC headquarters there in Norristown. I know in the past you've had open houses. They take maybe a little bit of a different kind of a format. Is there a time where you're going to kind of just share for a while and then field questions, or how do you envision tomorrow going? Yes, I'll be there all day. The whole team will be there giving tours, answering questions. Um, there'll be some videotapes going in different rooms, uh, teaching some information. And, and really, we want to just be able to answer a lot of questions and show people what we do and how we can partner with them in a very uh, kind of a holistic way and kind of a, a well-rounded way, how we can help them to uh, help their kids and okay. offer them, you know, an understanding of our services and what we can do to help them. Yeah, yeah. And, and folks, uh, for folks just tuning in, uh, you know, uh, Matthew Newell, the director of the Family Hope Center, our guest, he's been in studio with us and on the phone with us uh, several times over the last six or eight months. So you can check the podcast out for more in-depth into what the Family Hope Center does and is about. But just for very briefly for the few minutes we have here, you've been doing this forever and you've worked with thousands of kids, right? So just share a little bit of your expertise and, and what your heart is for helping parents help their children. Well, thank you. I mean, I've been doing this for close to 40 years. Um, I've been trained in various forms of neurological rehabilitation. Our whole mission the entire team is to partner with parents and teach them how the brain grows. We believe that the brain can grow, it can develop in a world that kind of gets confused about the abilities for kids with cerebral palsy and epilepsy and ADD and dyslexia and autism for the kids to really, really thrive. Um, we have come up with uh, a lot of solutions that parents can do at home and can partner with school systems and so on. And, and uh, we're international. We see kids from 34 different countries, but uh, we have a real heart for our local community. And um, we want to share that. My expertise is in physical development and how to organize the brain to help kids can really be able to focus 
use your eyes correctly, coordinate your bodies, and um, be able to learn and be able to uh, understand commands and be able to use your language. We have very different you know, staff members and doctors on our team who work together to come up with plans and approaches that help the family. And, uh, yeah, it's just a thrill for us to be able to help families, and it's our dream come true to open up to have our clinic here. We've been operating our clinic here in the Philadelphia area for 20 years now, close to 20 years now. That's great. So, That's great. And I know yeah. it must be fun for you. It's a different way of having a chance to interact on that entry level where people have maybe heard about the center in one shape or form or whether it's on the air when you've been on with us or some other friend told them yeah, about just it. Come in, you know? Right. Just come in and ask questions and walk around so it doesn't become this kind of mystery thing. Come in. Let's touch hands. Let's talk. Let's answer questions. Let's give you some information so you can have more options. We want parents to have as many options as possible that are going to raise the neurological abilities of the kids. And we firmly believe that the family and our neurological approach and, of course, the results are speak for themselves. But we firmly believe the family is the center. And, and if we partner with them, the kids can make really extraordinary gains. That's great stuff. Well, enjoy the rest of your day working with the families. And uh, it'll be a blessing for that to be tomorrow, the open house, one thirty to 3.30 at the Family Hope Center. Again, familyhopecenter.com for more info on that. Matthew Newell, the director, taking a couple minutes out of his day to chat with us about it. Thank you for doing that. Thank you, Tim. Yeah. Talk to you again. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right. If you want to give a call, you can also do that at 610-397-1737. The open house is free, 610-397-1737. If you or somebody you know has a child with different delays or challenges neurologically based, they can help. They basically teach you how a healthy brain works from the ground up and then help you understand your child's challenges in light of wellness rather than just kind of trying to figure out what's going on from the outside in. They want to go from the inside out. Uh, and I, I've been to an open house like this. I, I highly recommend it. It's an opportunity to not just learn about it, but to ask questions about your child. You start to get some real insight and uh, and see how it can be of help to you. Again, familyhopecenter.com for more info on that and for the open house tomorrow in Norristown. It's right across the street, basically, from the Super Walmart in Trooper, and there's a big Wawa there. and well, there are a lot of big Wawas everywhere. Anyway, uh, short break. We'll continue the Tim DeMoss Show in just a moment. AM 560, WFIL, WFIL.com. It's the Tim DeMoss Show podcast, available at WFIL.com. Thanks for listening. It's 413 on the Tim DeMoss Show, AM 560, WFIL, and WFIL.com. Thank you for tuning in. You may know we're partnering with Bible League International this month to provide Bibles for the persecuted church in the Middle East, Africa, Asia, and Latin America. Each Bible, just $5. It will be in the recipient's language and will very likely be the first and last Bible they ever have. What an amazing opportunity to be a blessing in this way. We're uh, hoping to, as a WFIL family, bring 2,200 Bibles to the persecuted church around the world with our partnership in Bible League International. 800-YES-WORD, if you want to hop on board, 800-937-9673. Or you can click the Stand With Them, Bibles for the Persecuted Church banner at WFIL.com. We'd love to encourage you to participate with that. Uh, You could also find out a little bit more because Michael Woolworth from Bible League International was on uh, the air with us May 6th and 7th. We have podcasts of both of those at WFIL.com. You can hear some of the stories more specifically that Michael shared with us and get a heart uh, and, and understand even further where this is going. So, but many hands make light the work, as mom always said. Be encouraged to be a part of it. Do a Bible or two. You want to do uh, 20. A lot of folks have done 20 for a $100 gift. You could be up and down, whatever you want to do. 
We welcome your partnership and thank you for it. We uh, continue our program today. Kids say the wisest things. 26 lessons you didn't know your children could teach you. Our uh, guest is author John. Is it Gauger? Actually, it's Gager. The spelling doesn't help you any, Tim, but Gager. it's a long name. <laughs> All right. I didn't know. I wasn't sure. Or it could have been something French, Gauger, or whatever it might be. Yeah, so. <laughs> I'll tell you the truth. I've got a brother who's a professional trumpet player. He plays the Chicago Symphony. And I, I often tease him that you can't. You can't, you know, be Smith or Jones and be in the, you know, the symphony. You know, he had to be D. Allen Gauger instead of Gager. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Well, it's good to have you on. And, I mean, you've done a lot of other things, too. Um, maybe we can even chat about that for fun. I know you've done some uh, narration and a lot of audio books, and, uh, and you've done a lot of writing and speaking, traveled the world. So it's a neat opportunity. You probably had a lot of material also for, you know, as you do all these different things to, to support all the different uh, you know, endeavors that you're part of and as God leads you over the course of your life. So, um, but with this book, Kids Say the Wisest Things, love the title, 26 Lessons You Didn't Know Children Could Teach You. And uh, maybe we could just start by you sharing a little bit of the backstory on what led you to writing it and how long was it in the making? Well, I'll tell you what, Tim. Uh, first of all, thanks for having me on Philadelphia's Christian Radio. It's good to be on WFIL here on the Tim DeMoss Show. You know, I think the beginning of it is I, I was sort of uh, ambushed as a parent. <laughs> I uh, I had no idea when we had our own kids that they had stuff to teach us. I had no idea at the time how ignorant I was in some ways and the wonders that God works through kids. Classic example, our little girl, Lynette, is just six or seven years old at the time. She's just received Jesus as her Savior. She and I are running some errands. We're in the car. It's a summer afternoon. And you know, Tim, how sometimes you get these uh, thunderstorms that are just lashing and flashing and crashing, and then, boom, as soon as they start, they're over, and the sun pops out, and it's now backlighting some of these you know, previously rather ominous-looking clouds. Well, Lynette, our daughter, looks out at those clouds, and she says, Hey, Daddy, is that where Jesus lives, <laughs> up, in those, up in those clouds there? I said, Honey, Jesus lives higher than the highest clouds. And she kind of pauses. There's a smile on her face, and I just know the wheels of her mind are turning. She finally says, with a little bit of pride, You know, when you're a Christian... You wonder about Jesus. <laughs> and I started thinking, Tim, you know, when was the last time I wondered about Jesus? I mean, we go to church, we hear about Jesus, we sing about Jesus, we pray to Jesus. But when was the last time I wondered about Jesus? Oh, wow. I, I, I think she's got something to teach me. So that was kind of the first. And ever since then, you know, more kids more stories, other kids, other stories, and it came to the point where we just knew if we didn't jot them down in this little book, kids say the wisest things, we'd be bursting at the seams. Yeah, that's great stuff. Uh, author John Gager with us. This book is called Kids Say the Wisest Things, 26 Lessons You Didn't Know Children Could Teach You. Early on in the book, uh, and this kind of, I think, goes along with what you were just saying, you mentioned the older you get, the more utterly convinced you are. Kids really are trying to teach us lessons. So much of what we call routine is new to them, they see right. stuff we've long stopped noticing, and they see it all with fresh eyes. Yeah, that is so true. Everything from, you know, here's a little kid. He's out in the backyard, and he's totally intrigued with what he's seeing, and mom's in a rush. Mom's got the older sister already strapped in the car. Mom wants to get going. He says, Mom, come look. Oh, we'll look later. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> Haven't we all said that, Tim? Yeah, we'll look later. Uh-huh. The yeah. kid wouldn't budge, wouldn't budge, wouldn't budge. Finally, 
finally mom comes over and he says, you know, you have to see to really notice. She looks down and sees the most spectacular butterfly she's ever seen in her whole life. And she was about to miss it. You know, I mean, kids find wonder, just like you said, Tim. They find wonder in an ant. You know, they find I would never forget taking our little nephew to the bathroom. I hope this is okay. Yeah. He's a little kid. He's just being introduced to the uh, automatic flusher thing, right? <laughs> he does his business. The thing flushes. And he stands back with a smile and he says, magic. You know? <laughs> <laughs> we wash his hands. The soap makes all kinds of bubbles. He's staring and staring at these bubbles disappearing down the sink. And he goes, wow, bubbles. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's a, you know, bubbles are kind of cool. They are cool. Here's this three-dimensional thing. It's a ball. It's, it's uh, shiny. It, it, it changes shapes. And then, boom, it pops and it's gone. There's a pretty heavy-duty amount of magic in a bubble. But it escapes most of us. Not kids. Not kids. They see wonder. I think it's a great reminder also, as folks, if you're just tuning in, it's the Tim DeMoss Show, AM 560 WFIL and WFIL.com. Author John Gager, our guest. The book is called Kids Say the Wisest Things, 26 Lessons You Didn't Know Children Could Teach You. From what I've taken away from the book, as I read through, had to do with that that constant reminder to not look past our kids. And in, and in a way, this book, you know, you could say, who's this book for? Is it for believers? For Could you use it as a tool to share with the, your faith? But it really is like in reverse rather than just uh, like I had an author on one time whose book had to do with retirement. And you might be like, well, that's way ahead of me. I, I, I could learn yeah. but that's too far. From, that's down the road. But this book actually would apply to anybody, if anything, over, you know, eight or 10 years old. Like no matter how old you are, don't forget. The little ones have fresh eyes on stuff. Maybe we've grown long, you know, just tired and worn out about. And no, for sure. <laughs> so, uh, you know, I, I think of uh, a little Emma. She's uh, up at her cabin, and she's two years old. Should be in bed still, but no, she's up at the crack of dawn. Her mom's <laughs> out there sipping some coffee on the deck. This is up in the northern Wisconsin area where they're looking at a beautiful lake. And Emma says to her mom, "Mom, did did God make?" all those trees, they've got all these beautiful long needle pines. And mom says, he sure did. Did God make that big lake out there? He sure did. Did God make the sandbox? That's what she calls the little beach that she plays on. He sure did. She paused and says, wow, mom, God sure is one cool dude. <laughs> yes. Yes. You know? Well, I and, mean, I, and I read that, that chapter. I read that chapter and, and, I think it's great to point out also that this book, uh, Kids Say the Wisest Things, is more than like interesting, cute things kids say, much more than that, because you're you're talking about wanting to learn from that. So if you're two years old and you refer to God as one cool dude, certainly, you know, you get it, you laugh, you smile. And in a way, we can have a kid like heart when we're older and say God's one cool dude. But maybe one of your points in that chapter I remember reading was when you're grown up, there's also a whole bunch of scripture talks about fear and trembling and not because God's angry at us, but he's God. So maybe we should be, Hey, you're at church on Sunday. Maybe we should be on our knees sometimes, not just sipping our coffee. Absolutely. Uh, you know, to say God is one cool dude is entirely acceptable for a two year old for a 22 year old. Probably not so much. Uh, you're right. We need to recall that wonder. We need to recall that sense of awe you know, Scripture talks an awful lot about trembling. I'm working on a sermon called Where's the Tremble? I think we've lost tremble, uh, and, and our kids can teach us that. They can also teach us other things like boldness. Quick story here about Caleb, if I may. Sure. Caleb is uh, five years old. He's with 
three other siblings. So four little kids in a museum, all right, okay. with priceless artifacts right around them. <laughs> Sounds like a recipe for disaster. Yes. But we're there watching him and all the other kids, and they're parked around this rather tall vase or vase if you're, you know, really uh, snooty. Yeah. Anyway, uh, it's got all of these uh, decorative images uh, around the rim, kind of uh, cast and raised relief, uh, all kinds of mythical creatures. And the lady, the docent, explains this is the god of, of, uh, of love, and this is the god of harvest, and this is the god of you know, war, and this is the god of peace. And Caleb, who's five, he says, excuse me, excuse me. <laughs> she kind of stops her stick, you know. She says, yeah. She says, he says, excuse me, there's only one god. Wow. <laughs> she kind of, um, uh, well, you'll, you'll learn more about this in school. And I thought, now, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. You know, what just happened here? A five-year-old kid just spoke up. I mean, but what if we, Tim, what if, what if we Christ followers were all a bit more courageous like Caleb? What if instead of angry shouts and boycotts and protests, AM560 listeners gently but firmly asserted the truth about God when culture says otherwise. Caleb is five, and he's fearless, and he's faith-filled, and I want to be kind of growing up to be just like him. Yeah, yeah. Author John Geiger is our guest. The book is called Kids Say the Wisest Things, 26 Lessons You Didn't Know Your Children Could Teach You. If you'd like to win a copy, we're handing out a few today. Just give me a quick text at 610-500-DOVE, 610-500-3683. And uh, just type the word kids in there and your first and last name, if you would, obviously. It would help to know who you are. And then if you happen to win, you can send along the rest of the info that we would need. Fair enough. So whenever you get a chance sometime between now and the end of the program at 5 o'clock, get that text over to us for your chance to win. Again, 610-500-DOVE, 610-500-3683. Your first and last name and the word kids and get yourself entered to win. Back with more in just a moment on the Tim DeMoss Show, AM 560, WFIL, and WFIL.com. Have a guest you'd like to hear on the Tim DeMoss Show on AM 560, WFIL? Email D at WFIL.com. AM 560, WFIL, WFIL.com, 428 on the Tim DeMoss Show. Thank you for tuning in. I was mentioning right before the break how if you would like to enter to win... The book, Kids Say the Wisest Things, 26 Lessons You Didn't Know Your Children Could Teach You, by our guest, author John Geiger. You could send a quick text, and the number again is 610-500-DOVE for that, 610-500-3683. Just need your first and last name and the word kids. But as a parenthesis to that, I know sometimes people don't enter a contest because they figure that I probably won't win. Someone else will win or whatever. So that might be the case this time. But what we do with all the text entries is keep them in a hat. And we draw winners for other things out of that hat periodically for other prizes. So your entry, for lack of a better term, lives on. It's never a waste because you may come home from work or school or wherever, you know, a month from now or six months from now. There'll be a prize in your mailbox. And it was based on something you sent in today. So be encouraged to give it a shot. 610. 500-3683, first and last name, and the word kids, if you'd like to enter to win uh, the book, Kids Say the Wisest Things. We'll continue our conversation with John in just a second. Just a quick check on the forecast. Cloudy with a, maybe a shower this evening. It's been a beautiful day. Still should be a nice night ahead anyway. 56 to low tonight. Tomorrow, cloudy, a little sun. Might get a shower. High up to 80 for Saturday and Sunday. Mix of clouds and sun each day. 
76 the high Saturday and 85 on Sunday. NBA Western Conference Finals tonight, 9 o'clock, Game 2, Portland at Golden State. Golden State's up a game to none. And the NHL Eastern Conference Finals for Hockey, Boston at Carolina at 8 o'clock. Boston's up three games to none there. And baseball fills lost this afternoon, 11-3 to Milwaukee. They're uh, trying to shake that off, get themselves back on track, starting a weekend series with Colorado tomorrow. Could have been worse. I was just checking the scoreboard. Detroit actually lost 17-3 to Oakland today. They're down 17 to nothing, going into the bottom of the ninth. <laughs> Managed to score three runs to avoid a total shutout. That's like a football score. Uh, in any case, uh, we continue our conversation here on the Tim DeMoss Show. Author John Geiger is our guest. The book is called Kids Say the Wisest Things, 26 Lessons You Didn't Know Your Children Could Teach You. I had a couple chapters I wanted to ask you about, maybe to tell the story a little bit. But before yeah. asking you those, just clarify for folks listening and maybe a couple of things about the structure of the book. And perhaps, if is there an audience that may be best suited for, uh, you know, in terms of if they want to read it for themselves or give it as a gift to somebody else or whatever the case may be? Well, if you find kids boring and totally non-entertaining, the book is not for you. Stay far away. <laughs> if you never like to laugh, stay far away. Okay. And, and if you don't, if you don't want to uh, wipe your eye from a tear once in a while, stay far away. Because kids say the wisest things is full of that kind of stuff. Audience-wise, it's for uh, it's for moms and dads and grandmas and grandpas. And the truth of the matter is, anybody that's uh, uh, looking for for a path toward wisdom, because I, this isn't a slogan, kids say the wisest things. It's the truth. And uh, the fact that the wisdom happens to come from little pint-sized professors, well, that's just the way it is. And, and I think it, it is a tool that is certainly edifying to, to believers, but not a bad thing to give to non-believers. I'm, I'm doing that myself, uh, giving away one. I'm about to give another to somebody who doesn't know Jesus. And it's, it's my prayer that God might you know, use the the surface level entertainment value of the stories to cut through to a deeper level spiritually. Yeah. And to, and to clarify, at least, you know, I, I know having read uh, through it, it's more, it is more than the cuteness because that can be where it, it stops. Like the theology is very elementary or is, you know, a, yeah. a generic version of, but you have a lot of scripture woven throughout and true to form. It's not just, isn't that cute? Oh, I can't believe you said that or did that. It's now what's the lesson for me, well, the grown up. Yeah, Tim, I'm so glad you make the point because, you know, we've all, you know, we've all come into funny kid stories. Everybody says something cute or funny, but the stories that are in Kids Say the Wisest Things all lead to a point, a very sharp point, uh, sometimes convicting, uh, sometimes encouraging, but they all have a point. And, uh, you know, uh, another one that comes to mind, little Tim has come to the age where being with grandma and grandpa is no longer cool. Yeah. You know, it happens. Yeah. Kids grow up. And and yet, every time his grandma and grandpa came over, Tim was faithful to give them a hug. And when he when they left, he would always, you know, give them a nice goodbye and tell them he loved them. And, and his dad says to him, you know, I, I think that's the coolest thing, the way you always uh, treat your grandparents so respectfully. Mm. And the kid says, well, you know, they're not going to be around forever. <laughs> and how old is he? He's, he's eight yeah. Yeah. Someday they're going to die. Wow. <laughs> it's a little blunt yes. for most of our taste. But he follows it up, Tim. He follows it up with, that's why I always give a good goodbye. A good goodbye. And boy, that just got me thinking. You know, is that true of us? Do, do we give a, a good goodbye? You know, if, mm. if the last goodbye that we were ever to offer someone, you know, if that happened, 
you know, a week ago. If we if we got that call in the middle of the night saying that the uh, the unthinkable had happened, would our last goodbye with that person comfort us or, or would it trouble us? Standing there at the casket, would we have all kinds of regrets about that last goodbye? Or would we say, no, I, I, I gave it my best? That was one of the stories I definitely wanted to ask you about, partly because the character's named Timmy, which I appreciate that. <laughs> but also... Because the scripture in there, uh, you had two. Proverbs 27, 1, do not boast about tomorrow, for you do not know what a day may bring. And then James four thirteen to 16, now listen, you who say today or tomorrow, we'll go to this or that city, spend a year there, carry on business and make money. Why, you do not yeah. even know what will happen tomorrow. What is your life? You are a mist that appears for a little while and then vanishes. Instead, you ought to say, if it is the Lord's will, we will live and do this or that. My wife's father signs his emails with the letters DV for Deo Volente, God willing. And, mm-hmm. and, I, and mm-hmm. I think it's so important. The lesson that that story you just told reinforced for me is when you're walking out the door, whether it's hugging your wife goodbye or your kids or look them in the eye, not just I'll catch you later. Or, you know, I haven't seen them for three days because you've been your, your schedules haven't crossed. And it's, it's a really important thing because more than just the goodbye – it's really undermining or underlining the importance of not taking anything for granted, not because you're scared. Because, I mean, one day if someone will die, you're still going to be sad, right? But you yeah. want to make sure that you're living gratefully and without assuming things on a day to day basis. Yeah. Elsewhere in Scripture, it says, teach us to number our days so that we may apply our hearts unto wisdom. Yeah. You know, I had an opportunity, and, and this really I owe to this kid, Tim, uh, when my mom was dying. Uh, the last night I visited her in the hospital, uh, we knew the end was coming. She was no longer really responsive verbally, but probably hearing. So I took the time to pray with her. I took the time to quote Psalm 91. It's a psalm I, I've memorized, and so I, I wanted to share that with her. I told her that I loved her. I kissed her on the forehead. You know, it was hard, but I tell you what, Tim, when we got that, that awful text the next day, I could, I could still see my phone vibrating there. Guys, there's no way to say this. Mom is gone. Um, I, I didn't regret that last goodbye. It was a good goodbye. And I owe that to a kid who said, that's why I always give a good goodbye. I love it. Love that story. John uh, Geiger is our uh, our guest today. Kids say the wisest things. 26 lessons you didn't know children could teach you like this book a lot and glad to have John on with us. We'll take a short break. Again, if you're just joining us, you'd like to win a copy, text in when you get a second, just your first and last name and the word kids. And if we happen to pick your name out, we'll text you back so that you can uh, send the rest of your address and all that. We want to make it easier, though. Just first and last name and the word kids. Number is 610-500-DOVE, 610-500-3683. Back with more on the Tim DeMoss Show in just a moment. AM 560 WFIL and WFIL.com. Live and local, it's the Tim DeMoss Show, weekday afternoons 4 till 5 on AM 560 WFIL and at WFIL.com. Our podcast continues. It's 440, Tim DeMoss hanging out, continuing the program with author John Geiger and the book Kids Say the Wisest Things, 26 Lessons You Didn't Know Your Children Could Teach You. Uh, Take a moment, if you would, and tell us about the chapter that you wrote called Amigo. It's the one where you know you were on the, that trip with your daughter. She was uh, in eighth grade, and part of her eighth grade graduation, we took her down to Baja, California. That's Mexico. 
And uh, we were with a wonderful ministry that some just delightful Mexican believers had created. And they invited us to come down, to check it out, to be, you know, hanging around with them. So we, we did go down. And one of their ministries is they give milk to these kids. And I'm like, what? And I'm thinking delivering, you know, cartons of little cardboard boxes of milk. No, 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 no. It's a big old tub, as in, you know, it would feed cattle or something. They throw that in the van, and we go down the road for a couple of hours and get out at this place where the houses, quote-unquote, are pieces of plastic suspended over, over rope or maybe uh, cardboard boxes, hmm. actual houses made out of cardboard boxes. Did you have any, or, any, any uh, what, what's the word, uh, advance notice that this might be what you'd be in store for, or had you ever seen anything like that before? No, not, not to that point, and I had not done much travel. Things. So I'm kind of shocked. A whole family is living in a car. I mean, that kind of stuff. Yeah. So we arrive, here are these kids, and they come bounding out of their so-called houses, and they've all got a little plastic cup. Some of them are kind of dirty and sketchy, but by golly, they've all got a cup. And uh, these uh, Mexican believers wanted me to feel like I was part of the action, so they, they let me pour the milk. Uh, I'm pouring milk into all these cups, all these excited kids. It's the one time of the week they get milk. So uh, I, I fill this one little boy's cup. He chugs it down, and then he says to me, Mas, amigo, mas. And I, I'm no uh, fluent Spanish speaker, but I know that means more, please. So I <laughs> certainly fill his cup up. And I'm busy. I mean, it's just, you've got a lot of kids, and they're thirsty. And all of a sudden, I feel the press of this little hand on the back of my shoulder. And this little boy says, amigo, amigo. It's this little kid that I just finished refilling his cup. And my, my initial reaction was, how could I possibly be your amigo? I'm not worthy of that. I mean, wouldn't I do much more than just show up a few days if I was really your amigo? Yeah. Would, I, would I let you live in a, in a cardboard house? I don't know. I, I kind of wrestled with that thought. Frankly, uh, Tim, I, I was haunted by it for years. Uh, but, but in retrospect, maybe I was a little too harsh. You know, there's, there's no question from Scripture that we should follow John Wesley's advice to do all the good you can by all the means you can and all the ways you can. There's tons and tons of scripture verses that remind us to look out for the poor, um, the widows, the orphans. But as I think about that hot morning when we poured warm milk into the cups of those poor, to the poor now, Christ's words come to mind. Uh, He said in Matthew 10, 42, if anyone gives even a cup of cold water, in this case, lukewarm milk to one of these little ones, Truly, I tell you, that person will not lose their reward. So the fact that we wish we should or could have done more does nothing to erase the smallest gesture of kindness we actually did perform. So what that means, Tim, is, you know, you're sitting there listening to the Tim DeMoss show, and, you know, maybe you did something nice for somebody yesterday. I tell you what, the least acts of charity matter, not just now, but for eternity. In the amazing economy of Jesus, even giving a cup of, of milk to a poor you know, Mexican boy is noted and somehow marked for future reward. Maybe, yeah, yeah, maybe yeah. that's a lesson that you need to hear too, amigo. <laughs> yes, I mean, and I, I think that speaks to a lot of life. One example, we're working with an organization, Bible League International right now, and Wonderful. we're trying to bring you know, funds in for um, Bibles for the persecuted church. And they're $5 for a Bible, and our overall goal is a little more than 2,000 Bibles. So we've had almost 30% come in, which is great. But I try to drive home the point when we talk about it, just do a Bible or two. I mean, you don't have to do 
10 or 50, or just because you can't do more than you wish you could, that whole thing can even stop you from doing anything sometimes. And say, yeah, you're you know, so right. Right? Man. So don't even have to stop your day. Like, oh, I really have to stop my, <laughs> like, my brain has to be fully engaged and understand the significance and the weightiness of giving a Bible to a person. You don't even have to know that. Just like you said, that scripture from Matthew uh, 10. Just know that, look, I gave a Bible to somebody who needed it, and I'm still taking my kids to soccer practice, and it didn't, you know, I didn't have to halt my right. entire day. That's a great reminder because it really, it is good to remember you probably wish you could always do more than you do, and just like you were in Mexico, yeah. what, for, for a week or a few days? and Yep, yep, that's all it was. Yeah, I mean, the extreme is I'm going to go home, sell my house, and move to Mexico. I mean, you could do that, but but anyway, you know, God's calling everybody to different things. You want to stay in tune with the Spirit, and... And, uh, and plant seeds as you can. And that was it. John Maxwell was, or uh, who was the one who did the quote? Was it John Wesley did that quote about do all the good you can by all the yeah. means you can and all the ways and places you can that you were mentioning. So we have yeah. author John Gager on with us. The book he's put out now is called Kids Say the Wisest Things 26 Lessons You Didn't Know Children Could Teach You. Um, John Maxwell came to mind because that was in one other of the chapters I wanted to ask you about. I choose all of my choices. Uh, which I think is a, it's a great story. So yeah, you have it in you to share that story a little bit. Oh, we sure do. Okay. Uh, this is a cute little girl and, uh, Emma Lynn is, uh, hanging around her parents. They've got the world's only almost life-size nativity, which is surrounded by a rather large train. Uh, the train circles the nativity set. Yep. Anyway, uh, it's a particularly, uh, intriguing setup for Emma because she's two because if you push one button, you can make the train go, and you hear Tom Hanks' voice saying over and over, all <laughs> aboard, all aboard. Polar Express <laughs> thing, right? It, it's, yeah. Yeah, yeah, Polar Express, yeah. And then if you push another button, the baby Jesus lights up. So, I mean, now what two-year-old couldn't resist that? Right. Well, she's sitting there punching these buttons, flipping switches, flipping switches, uh, creating a general sense of pandemonium for the whole Christmas gathering there in the, in the living room. And finally, her mom says, look, you, you can't do that. Choose one. You can choose to turn the train on or off or the baby Jesus, but you can't choose both. So little Emma thinks about it a minute, and she kind of replies with characteristic spunk, I have decided to choose all of my choices. <laughs> and she goes back to flipping all the light switches on and off simultaneously, and Tom Hanks is crying out, all aboard for the hundredth time. Yes. Well, mom kind of has to take the little girl back to a room, and they have a conversation. And when they reappear, the little uh, little blonde girl there, she uh, she finally acquiesces, <laughs> limits her light show extravaganza. From that point onward, she chose the train. But isn't that true of us? Uh, we we want all our choices, and the list goes on. The list includes every one of us. Determined to choose all our choices. Yeah. Um, well, and that's where the, it, that Maxwell quote came in there, right? Like he said, he said, life is a matter of choices and every choice you make makes you to, yes. to emphasize that. Yeah. Or, or, or there was another quote in that chapter that uh, Jen Wilkin had written. We will not wake up 10 years from now and finally have passively taken up the character of God. The intentionality yeah. is clear that it, these, yeah. each, each choice every minute makes a difference. No, that's absolutely right. And uh, again, by by negative example this time, I choose all my choices. Yes. There's some wisdom there for us. Let's not be like that. <laughs> right, right, right. Very much so. Author John Gager, our guest, Kids Say the Wisest Thing is the book, uh, 26 Lessons You Didn't Know Your Children Could Teach You. 
If you want to win a copy, text me at 610-500-DOVE, 610-500-3683. First and last name, the word kids. We'll give away copies after the program. Quick break. We'll come back and wrap up our conversation. Tim DeMoss Show, AM560, WFIL, and WFIL.com. Thanks for tuning in to the Tim DeMoss Show podcast with AM560, WFIL, and WFIL.com. AM560, WFIL, wrapping up our program with our final uh, conversation with John Geiger, the author, who also has done a lot of other things, including audiobook reading. Tell us about that a little bit. Well, you know, a lot of people think, gee, I'd like to be an audiobook narrator. I could read with expression, and, and maybe they could. A couple of things, though. Number one, it's a business. They hire you because not only can you read with expression, sure, a lot of people can do that, but you've got to do it pretty flawlessly. Because every time I make a mistake, we have to go back. And every time we have to go back, it takes more studio time. And every time we have to go back because of a mistake, it costs more because later that mistake has to be edited out. So that's, that's number one. It's a business. You've got to be efficient. You've got to read with very minimal errors. Number two, I, I think about running, you know. There's a 100-yard dash and a 50-yard dash and that kind of thing. And then there's a marathon. Well, a lot of people can run, but not many can do marathons. A book is a marathon, an audio book. Mm. Anybody can read for an hour, but what are you going to be like at hour number five or hour number six? <laughs> How's your voice going to hold up? Right. You know, your brain kind of turns to jello after a while. What it. about translation? What about uh, pronunciation of these you know, foreign names? Uh, you're reading a book on Islam. Oh, my goodness. There's all kinds of Arabic names and words. Uh, all that kind of thing. That stuff all comes to play. So it can be a bit of a challenge. You've tra- you've also traveled the world quite a bit, uh, I guess, in your journalism work and as a speaker. And any particular part of the world that you found extra interesting or surprised you or extra scary or whatever it might be? <laughs> well, there are many you know beautiful places we've been to, but my heart, my heart, my second home, I say, is Romania. And the odd thing, Tim, is I didn't ever even want to go. My boss said to me years ago, would you do some training for us? in Romania. And I said, certainly, because that's how I was raised. But in my heart, I'm like, why can't I go to a cool country like Switzerland or something if I'm going to Europe? <laughs> <laughs> right. So, so I, I began to pray, Lord, help me to love these people. Not that I didn't like them, I just didn't know them. Right. I'm telling you, by the time I left the country, I was bawling, absolutely bawling like a baby. Hmm. And, and I've been back 12 or 13 times now. We were just there a few months ago. Lord willing, we'll be back again in September. Uh, it's a thing that God has done. You know, he just puts us together. You know how some people just irritate us and we don't know why? <laughs> and some people you just love and you don't know why? That's Romania. I don't know why. I just love them. And that's a Jesus thing. And it's, hmm. that's all of him. Is there anything in particular about the culture that you enjoy or, or came to fall in love with, too? I love the sense of family. There's a lot of walking along the side of the road. That really speaks to me. I, I love the hills, The uh, uh, some of the old-fashioned uh,ness of the place. Uh, there are there are hotels and villages you can go to that are still entirely heated by logs. Uh, you often see horse-drawn uh, wagons pulling lumber and things. Hmm. To me, that's quite charming. I've preached in churches where there are oxen going by outside. Cool. It's like uh, you wake up to the sound of roosters sometimes in certain communities. So like being back a hundred years ago. Very very charming. That's a lot of fun. Author John Geiger been our guest. The uh, book Kids Say the Wisest Things: Twenty Six Lessons You Didn't Know Your Children Could Teach You. I, you do mention the hills and being out in the country. I understand you enjoy camping as long as an RV is involved. 
as opposed to being in a tent, right, or something like. That. <laughs> yeah. So you're not so much opposed to tents, but well, we do love our. We got a fifth wheel and air conditioning, queen size yeah. bed, microwave. It's, we're heading out there tonight, as a matter of fact. Oh wow! We well, love it. You're my kind of guy in that regard. My wife likes the tent thing, and that, to me, that's more like. I don't know if you've ever seen the Jim Gaffigan piece on camping. It's, I need to. It's very funny. It's only about six minutes long, but he, one of the things he talks about, he's like, I don't like camping anymore. I'm going to burn vacation days going out to do that. But then he says, when you get out there and you see people in an RV, he's like, that's kind of cheating, isn't it? <laughs> so he's like, if I want to be out here, we're supposed to suffer together or whatever. So anyway, it's a, it's a fun piece if you ever want to take a look at it. But you also do some blogging too. You mentioned the website, but you also have one for your name, right? If people want to keep up with you. I do. Uh, if you go to... Uh... Well, search for The Thursday Thought on Facebook, The Thursday Thought, or you can go to J-O-N, no H in it, J-O-N, and then gauge, like you're trying to gauge a situation with an R. That's how you spell it, J-O-N-G-A-U-G-E-R.com. comes out every Thursday. We've been doing it for several years now, and uh, we just take a a different topic. It's not long. I can't stand long. I'm part ADD. (laughs) We go quick. We don't hammer anybody. We get in, we get out, usually tell a story because, again, I'm kind of hardwired to stories, and uh, in fact, the one this week is really cool. I discovered in a library at Moody an 1848, no, excuse me, 1863 edition of the American Bible Society Annual Report. Well, this is in the middle of the Civil War. I'm like, what was their perspective on the Civil War back then? There's any hints about that? Oh, my word. And here we talk about being in a civil war of values in our country. So I saw some parallels there. That's what you'll find if you go to johngager.com right now. That's interesting. You know, we have the, the, the headquarters is here in Philadelphia. They moved from New York. They were in New York 199 years. And they moved to the heart of Philly, uh, I think, just last year or two years ago, whatever. The American Bible Society. Call, you know. Yeah, maybe yeah. They want that, that that book. You know, Maybe they want it back. I don't know. We had it. And, uh, but anyway. Yeah, what, that's... What a, what a, Beautiful insight. That's good stuff. Hey, one last question, because you're from Chicago. Are you Cubs, White Sox, or uh, Cubs? But I don't. You know what? I'm not. I'm not a Sox hater. All right. Okay. Uh, the definition of a Sox fan is not only do you like the Sox, but you got to hate the Cubs. No, no, no. <laughs> uh, I, I, I am a Cubs. Fan. I do check in fairly religiously to okay. see where we are in the standings. Okay. Uh, but uh, yeah, love the Cubs. I love the Bears. I'm a, I'm a hopeless Bears fan. <laughs> you've you've had some good <laughs> moments over the years. Our producer here, Joe, is a is a big Cubs fan. He has a Cubs jersey on his chair in his office. So. Well, it's great making your acquaintance, John. Thank you for taking time to chat about the book and unrelated things and be a mutual encouragement. Well, I sure hope uh, folks will be encouraged as they check out Kids Say the Wisest Things. And again, the website, kidssaythewisestthings.com. Maybe something to think about for Father's Day. So thanks to everybody at uh, AM560. Amen. And uh, happy Father's Day to you, and enjoy your camping. Uh, thanks, Tim. We will do that. <laughs> you have a great day. All right. Author John Geiger, our guest, the song, or the uh, the uh, book, again, Kids Say the Wisest Things. If you'd like to win a copy, uh, feel free to send a quick text to 610-500-DOVE, 610-500-3683. Just put your first and last name in there and the word kids, and we'll uh, draw a few winners out. We uh, thank uh, John for his time. Also, thankful for uh, Matthew Newell, the director of the Family Hope Center, who called in earlier they have an open house over there in Norristown. It's absolutely free from 1.30 to 3.30. If you or someone you know has a child with different uh, challenges, disabilities, neuro- neurological challenges, could be something mild, could be something severe, could be physical, emotional, behavioral, all of the above, you check them out. We go there ourselves with our daughter, Tori, and have had tremendous progress. And basically what they do, instead of trying to help 
people from the outside in try to manage symptoms. They actually teach you about the brain. How does it work? How God designed it from the ground up and how you can proactively work it. So it becomes less about symptoms and diagnoses and it's much more about the uh, uh, the actual health, the current, well, how do they phrase it? I think they say current neurological ability is actually like, it's like a map. How do you go from point A to point B with anything in life? How do you achieve goals? You have to first know where you are and then you can map out the plan from there. So they teach you like they say, your brain and my brain have the same parts. Our kids' brains, all the same parts are responsible for the same things. And so they start, uh, their, their starting point is actually a healthy brain from beginning to and how it grows and unfolds. So when you think of it that way, it takes a lot of pressure off and it also helps you a lot because you're working from the inside out and uh, proactively re-engineering things. Thanks also to Rob Motti. He's from the Associated Press. He checked in from Citizens Bank Park today. A little update on the Phil's Brewers game. Phillies wound up losing 11-3 earlier. want to encourage you, if you would, be so kind as to go to our website sometime today, tonight, whatever, and hit the uh, banner that says Stand With Them, Bibles for the Persecuted Church. Would you be willing to do that and help out in our partnership with Bible League International? We're looking to bring in support for 2,200 Bibles for the persecuted church around the world. We're about a third of the way there, almost. They're only five bucks each, so maybe you could do a few. Maybe you could do 20 or 50 or 100. Whatever you do, greatly appreciated. You can also call 800-YES-WORD. Thanks to all who have helped out so far. Let's uh, turn things over now to Jim Maxim and Acts 413 Ministries. I'll leave in prayer next. Thanks for listening to the Tim DeMoss Show podcast. Feel free to tune in to the full show each weekday afternoon from 4 to 5 on AM 560 WFIL and at WFIL.com. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.